On this episode of Take Talks Business, we speak with Travell Baker, owner, barber, and stylist of King Cuts. So Travell, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me and, and uh, visit with the listeners of Take Talks Business. Thank you. So can you give us a little bit of your professional background um, and what has now brought you to King Cuts? Um, I guess my professional background is early on, we'll go back to the beginning, uh, haircutting for me was something that came pretty natural. Uh, I was always uh, uh, had an artistic niche yeah. and like a knack for engineering and creativity. So uh, those merging of three uh, things just kind of were hand in hand with Barbara when it came, you know, for me, when it came to barbering and uh, hairstyling and haircutting. So, um, and, and you know, I had a couple family members that were that were barbers that I, I looked up to. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, that just intrigued me. So um, I asked my mother to uh, buy me a pair of clippers and I started destroying my hair <laughs> and destroying my brother's hair and cutting people's ears and all kinds of stuff. And then... Um, uh, and about 95 is I was doing a lot of haircuts in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. And yeah. a friend of mine encouraged me. He said, hey, man, you should, you know, go to the barbershop up there and, you know, you're good enough to work in there. So I walked in the barbershop, which is Apple Trees Barbershop, not far from where we are right now, okay. which I also own now, which is... Uh, oh, very cool. It's a cool... That's pretty cool. But um, I walked in and the owner, Theo... I was like, hey, you know, I want to cut hair. I want to be a barber. He was like, he looked at me. He was like, really? He was like, can you cut hair? I was like, yeah. He was like, cut mine on the spot. Oh, wow. So, mind you, I cut his hair. I'm shaking like crazy. So, it's like <laughs> just these staggered, jagged, like, you know, cuts all through his haircut. But he was like, you got a job. So, in 95, I started the apprenticeship program. Wow. Um, through the city and the state, and um, the rest is history in the making, I would wow. say. That's cool. Yeah. So I ask people, and, and I you've kind of explained it a little bit, but one of the things I always ask entrepreneurs is is whether were you, were you an entrepreneur that just needed to find kind of your calling, or was it something where you, you you knew you wanted to do that for a living, but then you had to become an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah, so I knew I wanted to do that for a living. Um, it was something that I never questioned. Yeah. It, there's been like a process. Um, when, you, when you move from being like an employee and then you had that feeling of like, you know, I wanna do it on my own. And uh, this industry, you know, kind of promotes self-employment. Yeah. So I moved from being, you know, an employee to self-employment. And then I realized I just own my job. And there's this, you know, there's this, this line that teeters between people um, want to be an entrepreneur and they think it's through self-employment. But when you realize you just own your job, and you know, technically have a business, you start thinking a little bit differently. Yeah. So once I changed, um, uh, once I realized if I couldn't remove myself from the business and still make money, I didn't have a business. Yeah. 
So um, I started to do more research, trying to educate myself. Um, I went through the trial and error of trying to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm teetering entrepreneurship now. Um, I think my business technically could run by itself without me being here. Uh, I wouldn't make a whole lot of money, but it could survive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and that's just been, that's that process that any entrepreneur goes through. Yeah. Uh, you have to go through that employment to self-employment and then realizing that um, there's another stage of uh, that you need to get to in order to be a business owner and be a true entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. What would you say has been probably your biggest like lesson learned through this whole process? Uh, my biggest lesson learned actually is you cannot be all the moving parts. Ah, yeah. So you have to have trust. You have to trust and you have to plan properly and you have to understand that uh, like a car engine, everything has its place um, and you just need to hit the gas every now and then. Yeah, that's a great so analogy. That's, uh, that's what I've learned through this process. Yeah. And um, it's still, I'm still growing, but that realization has really helped. And then uh, outside of that, just having, always trying to have a positive mind state yeah. is really the catalyst. And, you know, with the car analogy, just stay on the gas and, you know, everything, uh, you'll get to your destination. Yeah. What's been your, your greatest reward in doing this? I mean, you know, we talk a little bit about lessons learned, but what to kind of flip that script, mm -hmm. what have you been most proud of through this whole process? Uh, my greatest reward is the service part of it, yeah. which I always embrace, and being able to uh, transform people in a positive way. Um, when people come in and they leave just feeling better, yeah. outside of uh, looking better, uh, through all of the different um, legs that go into this type of service from the um, from the person coming in, actually, you know, wanting to get a haircut, them sharing their day with you, um, that is the most satisfying for me, just being able to uh, give back, my part of giving back. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the most satisfying. And then um, having people around me um, that I work with, that also share in that ideology, and being able to uh, being able to grow with with everyone, and then seeing everyone's process, yeah, and seeing them grow in their own way, it's just like every day is like fulfilling. Every day is like something new you learn, and just every day is just fulfilling. I just, I, I mean, I, I just love what I do. <laughs> cool. Well, and you, I, I actually, because of the nature of the business. Um, your shop reminds me a lot of kind of like the, the co-working spaces and the incubators that, that have become so popular. And yeah. really, when you think about it, the individuals that work within Ken Cuts are kind of entrepreneurs unto themselves. It's, sure. It, in that they kind of are working to build their personal business in addition to help building the bigger business. Sure. And I think um, I, have the, I have the ideology of... Um, like many franchising inside of here. So, you know, I, the, that 
that business that you're talking about, yeah. the you know, where everyone has their own space in there, we won't go into names. Yeah. I mean, that's a successful platform also. But I personally, this is my opinion, it kind of um, it kind of steps a little bit on this platform, yeah. uh, this part of business. So I, I take like the uh, mini franchise platform where everyone in here is technically owns their own King Cuts in here. Yeah. And you have to teeter between uh, that autonomy and then also everyone knowing that there's a team aspect. That's great. And you know, it's, you know, you don't, you don't, you encourage that autonomy, but still you want everyone to have that group team setting. And anytime as you lose that, I've learned and I've seen things start to go awry. Yeah. You know, when, you know, there's too much of a high, you know, with the person, and then there's also too much of a low. <laughs> you have to like walk it in that middle. Yeah. And everyone is just on a on an even playing field. And and ensuring that when a customer comes in, they're seeing the same level of excellence across the board. Yeah, it doesn't regardless matter. Regardless of who they're dealing with. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the president can come here, he's gonna get the same service as if, you know, if you came in, yeah. not saying the president is more important than you, but I mean, <laughs> a little bit higher pay grade. Yeah, a little higher pay grade, <laughs> but the service doesn't change. How, yeah. we, how we treat somebody when they come in is the uh, stays. It stays the same. Absolutely, that's yeah. wonderful. I mean, outside of the Secret Service coming in first, <laughs> everything is still the same. Yeah. yeah. So, do you see? With, with barbershops just in general, do you feel like there's kind of, especially having gone through what we've gone through in the last, say, 12 to 14 months, yeah. do you feel like there's almost kind of a, a back to the future type uh, feel that people are craving that need to, to your point, as far as being able to come in and have conversations and feel good about themselves and, and leave feeling like they're refreshed and excited? Do you feel like that's that's just going to continue to grow as we all get back to some form of norm? Yeah, I think this type of business is the like the catalyst for you know social confidence. Yeah. So this is the litmus test for um, um, some type of idea of how people are, how they feel about going out into society. Yeah. So we've been seeing a, a teetering up, which I take that as a reflection overall on how people are starting to feel about um, getting back into the community and doing things that they were com comfortably doing before um, before COVID. Um, yeah, it's kind of a back to the future, I would say. Uh, I think people, I, had a, I was a little bit fearful um, thinking that, you know, people may forget that getting a haircut is important. Yeah. But the psychology of that process is is it goes way deep into the psyche and it, overall um, people you know you gotta look at it, if people were like in their homes for all this time and being um, being caged in and growing this this new shell being able to come back out and and reformulate yourself kind of like you know being new again all of that has like um, all that you can get here in the barbershop or the salon. I think it things gonna help our business 
and our industry tremendously because I hear it all the time. People miss it. When it comes to the, this business structure and this industry also, I think we're also going to see um, with everything going a little bit more technical jobs and things like that, certain trades, I think, are going to have um, an impulse. Okay. You know, so I believe, because um, I hear customers that they say, hey, man, I'm thinking about, you know, becoming a barber. It's like, <laughs> never, like, heard that before. But yeah. this type of trade, I think, is going to increase in value as the years go on. And it's always going to have a staple in uh, our economy, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, and along those same lines, what do you see as the future for King Cuts? Uh, the future for King Cuts, <laughs> I've been back and forth. I've been a little back and forth with it. Uh, I want to obviously have more than one. I had a short-term goal of having one in each one of our cities in Hampton Roads, but considering scaling that back a little bit, um, I'm still open to that idea. I definitely want to open another one, but right now my focus is just uh, getting this one to critical mass, yeah. you know, as much as I can and then letting that overspill flow into another business. Gotcha. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, the cart before the horse type thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let it build organically yeah, like, rather than force. Yeah, rather than force. Yeah. I'd rather for this to just build organically. And then when I open it, open the next one, it's just plug and play. Yeah, that's great. Well, and just to make sure, um, for those who are listening, since this is all done audio, yeah. um, where are we sitting today so people know where to find you and then how do they connect with you and your team? Right now we are sitting on General Booth Boulevard near NAS Oceana and also near uh, Dam Neck Base. Uh, we're next to Big Woody's and Gino's Pizzeria. Uh, the address is 1479 General Booth Boulevard, Suite 108. Perfect. Not far from the beautiful Virginia Beach Strip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're located smack there in the middle of, uh, you know, two bases here. And we got some great anchors. Also next to us is uh, um, uh, Saltwater Tattoo. So I have to, great businesses here, great anchor businesses also. And I wanted nice. to uh, mention them. Nice, awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate um, you. Congratulations on your success. Thank, um, you. thank you for all you do for the business community, for those that work for you. Um, I wish you guys all the best of success, yeah. and uh, I look forward to, to many more locations yeah. throughout the Hampton Roads market. I appreciate it. I'd also like to say for um, any barbershops or salon owners uh, in our area, if you're not a member of the Chamber of Commerce, uh, definitely do that. Appreciate it. It's helped me out a lot. Um, there's numerous amounts of resources there to help you. Um, it's like the best fraternity for uh, business owners. Uh, fraternity and sorority for uh, business <laughs> owners. There you go. And uh, if you're not a member, uh, become a member cool. of uh, the Chamber of Commerce. I appreciate it. Well, thanks again. Congratulations on all your success. And Thank I look you. forward to catching up with you again.